Today, I am talking to somebody who has a title who I have never brought on the podcast before. Her name is Jessica, and she is an executive assistant. And as you will hear, executive assistants are not just for people who have big businesses and have big teams and make a lot of money. You can be a solopreneur and have an executive assistant. And I'm not talking about a virtual assistant. I'm talking about an executive assistant. And Jessica will tell you what the difference is in this episode of the Become a Media Maven podcast. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Hello, Jess. Thanks for coming on my podcast. Hi, Christina. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're here um, because you have like, we've talked about an executive assistant for me and my business before, and you have an interesting take on it. It doesn't look the same for everybody. And there's a reason why it doesn't look the same for everybody. And you are the expert on everything executive assistant, which is not a virtual assistant. Correct. It's very different to be and to have an executive assistant than to have a virtual assistant. What are the differences? Like, let's just bust that out right (laughs) now. And then we can get into how you know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Um, So the difference is, you know, a virtual assistant back when I started in 2012 um, was really just somebody, you know, India or the Philippines making three to five dollars an hour doing low level administrative tasks, usually something that you would have to redo as the business owner. So not really saving yourself any time or money. And now the term virtual assistant has really evolved to mean you can be a virtual graphic design assistant. You can be a virtual bookkeeping assistant. So it's kind of like an entry level, whatever your field is, you just kind of bill yourself as a virtual assistant because that's a term that everyone's familiar with. And they say, oh, yes, I do need somebody to help with my bookkeeping. Let's do that. The big difference here, an executive assistant is a high level huge powerhouse of a performer who is the right or left hand of the executive of any given organization. We are detail obsessed. We are project managers who can handle, you know, 10 projects at a time instead of just one. You know, it's just, it's a whole other caliber of assistant and somebody that an executive can say, you know, Hey Jess, I need you to do these three things. And without micromanagement without second guessing. They just know that things are going to get done well and on time. You are like a peace of mind for somebody running a business. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you know what you're talking about because I personally have known you for a couple of years. Um, So tell everybody who you are and what you do, Jessica. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So I'm Jess Lindgren and I have been an executive assistant for 15 years I have supported C-suite level executives, you know, in companies as small as where I was the first employee outside of the founders. I have supported executives in companies as large as mm, 500 people. So I haven't ever done the big, you know, I've never worked at like your Medtronic, your General Mills, that kind of thing. My specialty has always been in those smaller companies. I like a lot of autonomy. I like the ability to 
create and affect change in my organizations. And that's harder when you're in a larger organization. So I've always steered my career towards smaller organizations. And currently I have been supporting a gentleman who is a blogger, podcaster, speaker, author. So kind of a company of one. Uh, but just this year we transformed into a company of, I think eight or nine full-time employees, um, that support his organization. So again, just those small where I have all the autonomy in the world to just jump in, do what I think is best in the way that I think is best. And I just get things done. And you are very good in your current position. That is how we know each other. And you've been behind the scenes for a few years. And you're just now thinking, you know what? I have this talent. I'm pretty good at it. And there's not a lot of people talking about what I do and how I do it. So I think it's time for me to stop living behind the scenes and actually tell people what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially jumping into this whole world of online business the way that I did. A lot of people, they start their own online business. I started supporting someone in online business. And I really, I, I see everything that goes into it. I see everything that all of you do when everything is, you know, oh, I should talk about this on my Instagram story. I should talk about this on YouTube. I should talk about this on my podcast. I know what goes into everything that every online business owner does. It's just too much for me. And so I really just kind of kicked back and enjoyed my role behind the scenes for the last five and a half years and thought, you know what? Somebody at some point will step up and start talking about this stuff. So far, like one or two people have, but that's not nearly enough. And everybody's perspective on being a good executive assistant, you know, having an executive assistant and how to effectively use them and make the most of them for your organization. It's totally different. Like you touched on earlier, it's totally different for every person, every executive, every assistant, every company. And we need more voices stepping up to say, this is how I do it. Maybe you can take some of the ideas that I have, some of the systems and processes that I can, you know, teach you about and implement them in your business in the way that makes sense for you. I want to hear why you think people aren't talking about it as much because we hear VA all over the freaking place, but we don't hear executive assistant. We don't hear EA. So why do you think people, I mean, in my opinion, I just think people don't know what they don't know and they're just thinking VA and they're not thinking EA. So why do you think people aren't talking about it as much? This is something that dates to when I even started as an executive assistant. Um, executive assistants have always been behind closed doors. We are the best kept secret of every organization. We are the people who sneak in, get things done. And if things are running smoothly, you don't even know we were there. So a lot of times people see an executive assistant and they think, oh, well, that person is part of this higher echelon of the company. We don't know anything about what they do or how they do it or why they do it. And even as a career executive assistant, I never used to share resources with other assistants. Like it was a very siloed, you're going to have to hang on, write this time code down. There we go. Um, so you are such a good executive thing. assistant. You just told me to write the time code down <laughs> to did. edit out you catering to your cats while we're recording. I don't even think I want to edit it out because let me tell you. Okay, now I have to explain because I really don't want to edit it out because this just goes to show how Leave good you are there, what yeah. you do. Okay, folks. So listen, 
at Podcast Movement, Jessica and I had lunch or dinner. We were eating somewhere sometime. And I was telling her that when I record my podcast to be efficient, I take notes as you're talking and I write down time codes. And this is so like if I want to pull a good soundbite out for a tease on social media or if I need to edit something out, I just write the time code down so I don't need to go through and listen to the whole thing again. And before we started recording, Jessica was like, I got three cats and they're going at it and it's crazy over here and you may need to edit some things out. So I'm going to guess that's what just happened. And Jessica just told me, mind you, she is not my executive assistant, but she told me, write this time code down. You're going to need to edit this out. And then she tended to her business and then she came back. Like that is what it's all about, people. That's what an executive assistant does. We step in, we do things that you don't even know that you need until we've done them. And then you say, oh, hey, I could really use somebody being a second listener over my shoulder. And it's like, nope, I already did it. I was already there. Um, but and I don't even pay her, people. And look at what <laughs> she's doing. Don't even pay her. Exactly. Making your life more efficient and easier and smoother every step of the way. It's all and about efficiency. When we talked, um, because you have said before that you believe a person's first hire should be some kind of assistant. And I told you, I said, yes. honestly, I still to this day don't have an assistant, but my money, I have different team members. I have like seven or eight people on my team, but my, the majority of the money I make does not come from online business. It comes from my agency. So I have publicists on my team and I have a project manager, which I guess she could also be an executive assistant. She could be seen as a chief of staff. She could be seen as a Um, COO. She basically just makes sure my agency is running smoothly. So like if I step out for a week or a month or a year, everything is still running like a well-oiled machine. But the reason I never hired a VA, and Jessica, I know you think that's um, something, we'll get to that in a second, something that you think (laughs) a lot of people should hire, is just because I handle all my stuff online. And like I said, it's not super time consuming for me to run the online part of my business. And then Mm -hmm. when I said, well, then who would my assistant be like? Who would I hire as an assistant? And you said something that I like never in a million years would have like thought of as an assistant. But you said even somebody who just comes to clean your house is like a form of an assistant because they're doing work that you don't want to spend time doing and it's freeing up your time to do other things. Exactly. So whatever assistance looks like to you, whether it's household assistance, childcare assistance, assistance with your business, you know, even scheduling your podcast guests, you shouldn't do that yourself as the owner of your business. The instant you can offload that, you should. I love it. And tell me what to look for, because it's funny, actually, speaking of the person who could be called my executive assistant. I did not think of her for the job. I was thinking I need like a business manager because I want somebody to just like make sure my team is in line, make sure the clients are in line and just make sure everything's happening the way it's supposed to be happening. And so I thought I needed to hire somebody who had experience in like business management. And I posted something, somebody told me to post on my Facebook page. And this person who I used to, she used to work in the media like I did. She also used to work at a PR agency like I did. She reached out to me and she's like, hey, I think I'd be good for this. And she really only works maybe like seven hours a week, I would say. And I was like, oh my gosh, actually you would be good because 
you're very organized and mm-hmm. you don't care what other people think. So you're not afraid to like crack the whip. You're not afraid, you know, for people, oh, Amazon's at the door. You're not afraid to crack the whip and you're not afraid um, of people not liking you because you're holding right. your feet to the fire. And right. she is like, she's been with me over a year now and she is freaking amazing. So when people are looking for an assistant of any kind, they shouldn't just like Google assistant. They should actually look at other qualities that make them good at being an assistant. So talk to us about that. Oh, you are absolutely looking for soft skills over hard skills. Do you like this person? Do you like the way they think? Do you like the way that they talk? Uh, Give them a small three to five hour assignment that you pay them for. There is nothing worse than being somebody who's looking for work jumping through hoops at every interview, every interview, every recruiting agency, every company that you apply for, you submit a resume, you write a custom cover letter, and then they make you jump through all these hoops only to tell you at the end or not tell you that you didn't even get the job. So hire slowly, fire quickly. You're looking for somebody with great soft skills, great personality. Do you like this person? Do you trust this person? Because when you are looking for an executive assistant, you're looking for somebody that you are going to give the keys to your castle. This is somebody who might, depending on if you found somebody who lives in the same city as you, I've picked up people's children before. I've taken their family pets to the vet. I've supervised, you know, the installation of a new sink in the kitchen. You know, this is while people are not home. I didn't know you did all that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, a great executive assistant just is somebody very trustworthy. I like what you said about your person not caring what other people think. And I don't mean that in like a, uh, I don't care. But, you know, really no ego in the situation. They're not looking for, you know, does this person on the team like me or whatever. Like, obviously, they are there to be friendly and helpful. But yeah, like all I care at the end of the day, I care about the best interests of the company that I'm working at. And I care about the best interests of the CEO that I work with. I feel like some of those examples that you just gave of things that you did, I feel like a lot of people would be like, ah, this is below my pay grade. I'm not doing this. This isn't what I signed up for. What do you say to those people? Well, that's what I say about finding somebody with no ego because no job is beneath you. The example that I like to use is I won't scoop your dog poop for you, but I will absolutely vet and hire a service and then manage the service that does. I won't clean your toilet for you, but I will absolutely vet, hire, manage the housekeeper that does. And some people are completely fine coming in and doing those kinds of services for you. So it really just depends on the person. Um, The other thing that you want to look for is there's a balance. And I always just like to call it a percentage. So you say, okay, what percentage of personal and what percentage of professional help does the executive need? And what percentage of personal and professional is the executive assistant comfortable with? Because not everybody that I know is comfortable sitting at home and managing a new sink being installed or picking up kids after their activities or taking the cat to the vet. Not everyone is okay with that. So you just have to see, you know, who is and who isn't be very honest and open with the person when you're hiring them and say, okay, what are you actually comfortable doing on the list of things that I need help with? And don't be afraid to hire an executive assistant and a personal assistant. 
whatever that might look like. Okay, so now we know what to look for when we are hiring somebody. It's not like, I guess, your normal resume or I guess your resume, if you are going to be an assistant, you should have some of these things on your resume, but it's not like you're hiring, like you said, for those hard skills. You want to hire for those soft skills. But how do we know we even need an assistant? Because I feel like there's lots of symptoms and people always make the excuse, and I hate this excuse, whether I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. I think that excuse actually is, that's the reason you need help. Exactly. If you don't have enough time, you absolutely need somebody to help you free up your time. That money that you invest into getting good help, it, it just, it will, the the investment that you're making into your business, into yourself, into that other person, it will pay off exponentially what you put into it. Yes. You know, you need one because you sit down and you think about what are your roadblocks? What are the things that are on your to-do list that's 10 miles long that have been there for months, you know you need to do them, but you're just not going to do them, you would be amazed when you hand that stuff off to a great executive assistant how quickly they can get that stuff done. It's something, you know, like booking a flight. That was one of the things that when I first started going freelance, because I'd always had, you know, brick and mortar, like in an office jobs, you know, nine to five sitting at a desk, and things just took as long as they took. If you had to work an extra 30, 60, 90 minutes at the end of the day, oh, it was just busy today and whatever. So I thought to myself, I said, okay, it takes, you know, five minutes to book a flight. No, even with today's technology, basically being your own flight, uh, not flight attendant, uh, travel agent, you know, you get to get onto the Delta website, pick the flight that you want. You get to sort by, do you want a direct or a nonstop? Do you want, what seat do you want? Do you want to order extra services in your flight, you get to do all that stuff yourself. It takes half an hour minimum, even if you know where you want to go. You as the company CEO, the head of the company, you should not be doing that. If your time bills at, let's just say for sake of conversation, $500 an hour, should you really spend $250 booking your own flight? No, you shouldn't. So when you start thinking about it from that mindset, what does me as the face of the company you know, what activities can I do and what activities do I do that bring the most money into the company? Booking a flight costs you money every step of the way. And if you sat and thought about it and said, okay, I could hire an assistant and pay them $30 an hour. $30 an hour is a fraction of what you matter to the company. And you need to pay your assistant really well because if you, you know, you pay what you get, you, you get what you pay for, right? So if you're paying $5 an hour, like we touched on earlier, you're getting that virtual assistant whose work is shoddy. Maybe it has to be done twice and not even that the work is shoddy, but if English isn't your first language, there are bound to be spelling or grammar mistakes there. You know, there's going to be maybe a little bit of a language barrier. Maybe you said something and the person interpreted it a slightly different way and didn't get you the result that you wanted. If you pay for great quality, and you will have to pay for it. But the payoff, you know, again, that investment that you make into the company, into yourself, into the person that, you know, whose lifestyle you're supporting, who is supporting you, it's invaluable. I mean, you can't put a price tag on how amazing that is. I have an objection that came up while you were talking about the flight. 
Sure. I feel like it would be a struggle for me personally to give somebody a task like that because I would be like, oh, but I don't like waking up early and I don't like showing up there late and I only fly nonstop. Like maybe it's just easier for me to do it myself because then I'll get it done the way I want to get it done. Like there's the trust issue mm-hmm. of putting that much control in an assistant. So how do you get over that both as a business owner and how do you help the business owner get over that as an assistant? Yeah, as the business owner, it just takes practice. That's really what it boils down to. You just have to practice. And that's where I say start small. You know, give them something small that you can trust them with. You know, give them a research assignment. Give them some small project that's just been on your to-do list. You know, call and make the vet appointment. Don't necessarily take the cat to the vet for you, but make the appointment and at least get it in the works. And then once you've built up a lot of that trust with your assistant, you can start to hand off bigger and bigger things. From the assistant side, yep, so from my perspective, using the flight as a specific example. And that is one thing I, to this day, I have been an executive assistant for 15 years. I book flights all the time, hands down my least favorite thing to do. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'll tell you why, because August, September of every year, that's thunderstorm season in the United States. My executive has been flying all over the country for the last two months. Almost every flight has been delayed with the threat of being canceled Booking travel is so stressful, even for me as the assistant, but I know that it has to get done. And I know that, you know, it's, it's my job to make sure that my assistant, my, my assistant, to make sure that my executive is where they need to be when they need to be there with everything that they need to be successful with what they're doing. And if that means booking a flight and a car service, that's what it means. So it's practice from my side too. I say, okay, Christina, how do you like to fly? Do you only fly nonstop? And what happens if you're flying from Florida to Australia and there are no direct flights? What if you're flying to, you know, Key West from California and there's really no direct flights because you have to stop in Florida somewhere and then take one of those teeny tiny regional jets to get yourself down to the Keys? How do you feel about that? So really, it's just at the beginning, a lot of information collecting the first few flights that I book with every new executive definitely take a couple hours because you are like, you're learning each other's preferences. You're learning what information you need. And every flight, there's going to be something new. Uh, like I just flew back from New York. I got a complimentary meal on my flight. When was the last time that that happened to anybody? How'd you get that? I don't know. They just came around and started <laughs> handing out menus. And I was like, what is this? 1995? <laughs> Where people are nice and cordial. What's going on? Where people are nice and the, you know, the $500 that you just paid for your flight includes something basic like a meal to keep you satisfied. (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. But now I need to know when we fly between certain routes, what meal does my executive want? You know, so there's just little things that come up every time. So it's just anticipating those needs, keeping good records on my side. Okay, Christina likes the vegetarian meal if it's an option Christina prefers to fly direct she prefers an exit row aisle seat if she can get it and if she can't then she prefers a window seat as close to the front of the plane as possible you know and then you just as the business owner again it's trust it's practice and I still to this day give my executive you know hey this is the flight that I picked are you okay with it 
but then instead of being a half an hour or more on your end, you didn't have to do the research on the flight options that are available. I already did that research for you. You just have to give me a yes or a no. Love it. Okay. So one more question before we get into where we can find out more from you. I found mine by posting on Facebook, like my personal Facebook, and I was like shocked that I was like, oh my gosh, how did I not think of you? You found your current position um, by referral. So how do we, if we want to hire an assistant, if we do not have enough time to get done what we need to get done, where do we find somebody like you? The place that you find people like us is when you go to Target and you get amazing service from the person who checks you out at the register. When you go to your favorite restaurant and the server just blows your mind, they bring you know, a special little cake because it's your birthday, but they don't embarrass you and sing you a song and they bring extra napkins because they see you've got a couple of kids and they you know, just really go above and beyond to make your day great. You also find people like us in executive assistant roles that we don't love, but it's hard to leave because when you have a job, any job is better than no job. And people who are great executive assistants love to help. We love to serve. We love to make people's days and lives easier. And if you've already spent that time and effort, you know, for a lot of us, an executive assistant role is a years long position. It's not something where there's a ton of job hopping because you put a lot of time and effort into learning your executive, it's hard to leave. So truly people like us, people who are great executive assistants or great executive assistant material are, like you said, by posting on your personal Facebook page, they're staring you right in the face. They're in your network already. They might not necessarily come from an executive assistant background. For example, the assistant that I had for a couple of years, she came from a graphic design background. And she was the community manager at my co-working facility. And she was fantastic. So you just, again, we're going back to those soft skills. We're going back to, we like this person. Do they have similar work ethic and morals and all that stuff to me? Because if you don't have that, if you don't have a baseline of respect and trust and like each other, it's just not going to work. You can teach hard skills. You can teach people who have good soft skills how to use any manner of software you know, don't discount somebody just because they don't know Final Cut Pro inside and out. They can learn that. That's not hard. Totally agree with you that those soft skills, I feel like not just in an assistant job, but honestly, like in any freaking job, like those soft skills are work ethic and you cannot teach that. So that's, yes, that's the thing you can't teach. You find somebody that you like, that you can grow to trust you can teach them anything else. And you have a podcast called Ask an Assistant, and people can find out more about that at askanassistant.com. So, I mean, I think it's kind of self-explanatory, but tell us a little bit about <laughs> about what happens on Ask an Assistant. <laughs> Absolutely. So basically, if you are a business owner who has an assistant, needs an assistant, or if you are an assistant, ask me your questions. I've been working in the C-suite of organizations for 15 years. I have seen people run their businesses very well. Conversely, I have also seen people run their businesses very poorly. So, you know, no question is too big or too small. And I'm super happy to answer it because all the knowledge that I have should not live just in my head. I would love to 
answer your question and help your business run just a little bit more efficiently and smoothly. And people literally just go to askanassistant.com and they're prompted to ask you a question and you will read the question and respond and answer it on your podcast. Yep. Which is pretty freaking cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on my podcast. I appreciate it. And this was super helpful. Like, like I said, when I found, and again, I don't know like what to call her. I go back and forth with this all the time, but I guess if I had an executive assistant, it would be the person who I call my project manager. Um, I think her biggest qualities are those soft skills that she is super organized. She has attention to detail and she's not afraid to hold people's feet to the fire. And that's stuff that I feel like you don't put on a resume. You can't put it on a resume and you don't know until you start working with somebody. Uh, I like it though that you touch on the job title thing. The job title, especially in small business, it does but doesn't matter if that makes sense. Because there are certain things, I think you even may have called her like your COO, chief operating officer at one point. Yeah. That is very different. So there was a book going around, Rocket Fuel. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yes. So that was going around for a while. And the term that was thrown around was integrator. Yes. Integrator. So when people were describing it to me, it sounded like an executive assistant role. And I said, wow, that's so interesting, you know, and what a great new term that we have. Integrator is not an executive assistant. The integrator is your COO, your chief operating officer. And there are definitely things that come with that kind of role. So your chief operating officer, your business manager, that kind of thing that are very different than what an executive assistant does. The executive assistant really is that right hand to you as the business owner, the person, you know, when you as the business owner are overextended, when you have those small administrative details that need to happen. And people do look at them and say, Oh, you're just an assistant. Oh, you're just doing these tiny things. And it's like, well, if you look at, you know, a beautiful, uh, Rolex watch, how many teeny tiny pieces are inside of a Rolex that if one of them wasn't there, the watch just wouldn't function. You know, and a good executive assistant is those tiny gears inside of the watch, making it happen so smoothly and effortlessly that you don't even notice that they're there until they're not. That's a good analogy. <laughs> so be the Rolex people. Get everything in be line the Ro- so you those, can be the Rolex. Be those gears inside that Rolex. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so to find out more, you can go to justlindegrin.com or askanassistant.com and ask just your question whether you are somebody who thinks you'd make a bomb assistant. I know I would because I told you this too, Jessica, podcast movement. When I was a server and bartender all throughout mm-hmm. college, I was like the best on top of everything, could multitask, super organized. Like, loved that job. So good. I think I would be a bomb executive assistant. Um, So whether you want to be an assistant or you're a business owner thinking of hiring an assistant or maybe you have one and you just have questions for Jessica, head to askanassistant.com. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks so much for having me, Christina. Thank you so much for listening. And seriously, go to askanassistant.com and just ask her your question. She's just answering questions from people at askanassistant.com. Maybe you are on the fence about hiring somebody and maybe you know you need help, but you don't know exactly what you need help with. So how do you figure what you need help with? Head to askanassistant.com and ask her. She will help you. 
Thank you so much for listening. For more on this episode and all of the others, you can check out the show notes. You can get there very easily by heading to becomeamediamaven.com. I will see you on the next episode of Become a Media Maven. Thank you so much for listening.